Yo, what up, Cloudy Society fam? It's the ASAP Bravo, as always, and I'm bringing you guys finally EP 18 of the Cloudy Cast. Um, I know I was supposed to put this shit up like a week ago, but a lot of shit came up, um, so I'm bringing it to you guys today. Um, got two pretty good articles that I'm gonna go over today. I think you guys will like them, especially if you're um, new into like cannabis and cannabis consumption. I uh, think you guys will like that shit. And then want to give a quick shout out to the homie Cam. Just took off to Oklahoma to man the um, new facility that Koi has over there. Um, so yeah. Uh, let's see here. We'll get right into these fucking articles. I don't know how long this one will be. <coughs> um, let me see here. I gotta stop saying um too, but we'll work on that shit. Let's see here. First one that I'm going to go over. Okay, this will be good. This is um, for all you uh, entrepreneurs out there, um, hustlers, doing your little side hustle thing. These are uh, four books that Tim Cook swears by. If you don't know who Tim Cook is, he is the guy that took over Steve Jobs. He's the uh, CEO of Apple. So we'll get into these books. I'll probably fucking check these books out myself. Why not? I mean, the guy's fucking... You, uh, you'll get a little insight into him on this article. So, got this one from 1.37 p.m. Here we go. Before Tim Cook assumed the throne of Apple, he was a top executive at tech giants like IBM and Compaq. Though he is decidedly brilliant, filling Steve Jobs' shoes is no easy task. But since taking the position of CEO, Apple has seen a triple increase in stock and is implementing renewable energy, labor-friendly supply chains, user privacy, and highly recyclable products. Apple is entering a new wave of success, success, and much of that is owed to the work of Cook. Speaking at commencement ceremonies and leadership engagements, Cook's work ethic and educational background is respected by entrepreneurs and business executives all around the globe. While much of his knowledge and aptitude was gained from first-hand experience, we were keen to get a look at his reading list because maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to get a glimpse of his genius. Uh, so the first book is March. Book one by John Lewis and Andrew Aiden. The book is the first of three in the March Trilogy collection. Congressman John Lewis dabbles into his lifelong journey as an activist during the Civil Rights Movement uh, to receive the Medal of Freedom from President Barack Obama. Book one follows Lewis during his uh, youth in rural, rural Alabama, his first time meeting Martin Luther King Jr., and his goal to end segregation through nonviolent lunch count, counter sit-ins. While racism is not as vivid, as vivid through laws and regulations as it was during the 50s and 60s, Lewis's journey and perseverance are still relevant for young entrepreneurs and leaders today and generations to come. Assisted by co-writer Andrew Aiden and New York Times bestselling artist Nate Powell, the March Trilogy comic offers readers a history lesson, inspiration, and the foundations of overcoming struggle, uh, all while being entertaining. <clears throat> so that's it. Uh, March book one by John Lewis and Andrew Aiden. The next book he's going to go over is Bobby Kennedy, The Making of a Liberal Icon by Larry Tai. So this book, the title of a liberal icon says it all. Kennedy was known for his progression to knock down racial discrimination, activism, and decriminalization and being an advocate for the poor. In his biography, Larry Tai captures the story of RFK. Uh, through unpublished memoirs, unreleased government files, and private miscellaneous documents, he interviews close peers and obtains an in-depth and lucid story that you won't find on 
an online blog anywhere. The story of RFK pushing an agenda that was highly discouraged is one that can transcend into the life of modern day entrepreneurs. Determination, dedication, and discipline led this man to become the most convoluted and disputed Kennedy yet. So that one again was fucking called Bobby Kennedy and it is by Larry Ty. Then we'll go into the next book, Gandhi, an autobiography, the story of my experiments with truth uh, by Mohandas Karamchand Matama Gandhi. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for butchering that. Uh, many of us know the philosophy, philosophies of Gandhi followed but know little about his life and what led him on a journey of conquering peace. In this narrated autobiography, Gandhi allows his readers an in-depth look at his most almost vulnerable, vulnerable moments. Um, from marrying at 13 to seeking personal reformation, there's a lot to learn about this peaceful leader. Gandhi's practices were extreme and took commitment and self-control that any entrepreneur could benefit from embodying. Yes. That would definitely be a good book. Next one is Competing Against Time. How Time-Based Competition is Reshaping Global Markets by George Stock. Uh, let's see here. Damn, I'm doing this shit super early. Fucking like bumming over words and shit. Anyways, Saving the Best for Last. Reportedly, this book is so good that Cook's been known to hand out copies to his colleagues and employees. This research-based read... Uh, read highlights time as a strategic weapon and the equivalent of money, productivity, quality, and innovation. Companies can learn to advance by reducing the elapsed time with the tips and insight George Stock's book has to offer. So again, that one was called uh, Competing Against Time, How Time-Based Competition is Reshaping Global Markets. So that's the first article I'm going to go over. Uh, if you guys want the link to it, as always, you can hit me up anywhere on fucking social at the ASAP Bravo. Um, and, uh, let me see here. So, yeah, so that's it. I mean, these are all solid books. If you think about what they're all about, I think that'll probably be the next book I go over. And the book that I'm doing right now, I do all these on Audible because I'm way too fucking busy to fucking read a damn book. Um, so I do all my shit on Audible. A uh, book that I would recommend too, since we're doing over, over Tim Cook's books, I think they're solid, is, um, I've gone through a few, I mean... The one that I'm on right now is uh, Atomic Habits by, I want to say James Greer. I might be wrong, but that's a solid book right there. I think I'll hit up this fucking competing against time book next. Um, so the next article uh, for you, Cloudy Society fam, is going to be um, one that I found on Leafly. Yo, if you haven't checked out Leafly, by the way, there's a bunch of dope ass shit on there. Strongly recommend it. Leafly.com. Um, so this one is The Different Ways to Consume. Or oh, to smoke and consume cannabis. And then we'll see which ones of these I've done. Probably all of them. We'll find out. So when it comes to cannabis consumption, the second most important consideration after the flower itself is the delivery method. This point is often overlooked and is evidence. Oh, and. Oh, wait. This point is often overlooked as evidenced by the prevalence of consumers who have limited their experimentation to only one or two methods. If you find yourself within this category but aspire to become a comprehensive cannabis aficionado, let this be your checklist. Getting the mental and physical benefits of cannabis is largely dependent upon how it's consumed, with each method providing a unique experience and host of effects. Who knows? You can find a new favorite. Let the exploration begin. 
There are three basic delivery methods, inhalation, oral, and topical. Under these umbrella methods are various techniques that serve unique functions, each appropriate for different occasions. So we'll start off with inhalation delivery methods. When cannabis is inhaled, the gases enter the lungs before absorbing into the bloodstream. There are currently two prevalent types of inhalation methods, smoking and vaporization. Different ways of smoking cannabis, the ancient custom is the method most commonly associated with cannabis, and there are many different ways for consumers to smoke. Advances in vaporization technology, however, have offered smokers an alternative method with fewer health concerns. The effects associated with, the smoke, with smoking are widely debated, but health professionals are in agreement that smoke-free methods pose less risk and are medically preferred. So, cannabis smokers have a wide array of devices at their disposal, including hand pipes, water pipes, rolling papers, hookahs, and homemade one-time use devices like a fucking apple or a water bottle. Uh, each of these provides different experiences and influence the grade of smoke inhaled. So, the first one that we're going to go over is going to be hand pipes. These are probably the most common smoking. This is. These are probably the most common smoking devices in circulation today and are generally favored for their convenience. They are small, portable, and simple to use. Hand pipes have grown into an artistic expression and are available in countless creative forms and styles, both for decoration and functionality, such as uh, disguised pipes that, Im that imitate everyday objects. Hand pipes uh, operate by trapping the smoke produced from burning cannabis, which is then inhaled by the user. So pipes, of course, everyone's fucking used a pipe before. Um, pipes are cool, they are small, super convenient to lug around, but fuck, that is probably the, the harshest hit for me personally when I hit a fucking pipe, that shit burns like a, it burns like shit, I'll tell you guys that much, at least for me. Next one is water pipes, water pipes come in slightly different variations including but not limited to bongs and bubblers, like hand pipes, these come in a variety of styles and designs but increase in sophistication by incorporating water. The health benefits associated with the addition of water are up for debate. Water cools the smoke, but it's uncertain whether it acts as an effective filter for harmful constituents. Uh, I would, over pipes, I mean, yeah, I'd definitely pick bubblers over pipes, myself personally. Uh, they definitely cool that smoke down, so it's a smooth, way smoother hit. Um, and nowadays, there's a bunch of all, a bunch of even smaller bubblers, like even, like, this, some pipes are even bigger than some bubblers. That's how small they get. So, um, yeah, for me, bubblers or bongs over pipes, that's for sure. And then we have rolling papers, the good old classic. Everyone loves this. Generally, these are used to smoke joints or blunts. Joints are cannabis rolled in a paper, the composition of which varies across an assortment of plants, including but not limited to hemp, bamboo, and rice. Blunts are cannabis rolled in cigar paper made from the tobacco plant and contain nicotine. But consumers often prefer the flavor and combined effects of the nicotine and cannabis. However, the medical risk linked to nicotine deter most health-conscious cannabis consumers. If joints are not bad, uh, blunts are not bad either. Blunts definitely burn longer and they're, they're usually bigger. So um, blunts or joints, I'm down for either. Uh, hookahs. This is one of the less common methods of smoking cannabis and is generally associated with smoking shisha. The American term for wet tobacco cannabis is rarely smoked alone in a hookah. Um, yeah, definitely never done that by itself, cannabis and hookah by itself, because it's lower, it's low water uh, content causes the plant to burn faster than it can be inhaled, producing an acrid taste 
and waste in the air for, econ- for e- economically conscious smokers. This is likely the prominent concern as large quantities of cannabis are needed to yield the same results as other smoking methods. And fucking most of these goddamn hookah pipe or bowls are fucking giant. So definitely best to do that. Uh, to resolve this, cannabis is sandwiched between tobacco uh, introducing the same health concerns associated with blunts. However, the hookah does allow multiple people to smoke at the same time, significantly changing the smoking experience. Um, I've done this before. Damn, I remember back in my dorm, way back in the day, I had a fucking little hookah. I burned so many fucking holes in that carpet. It was fucking crazy. Um, but the few times that I did that, I it's probably some of the highest times, of, the highest I've ever been in my life. I was I can't even, I was couch locked for sure. So if you, if you want to try it, I mean, you'll definitely get blazed as fuck. So homemade one-time use devices. This method may allow for the greatest creativity and includes all disposable cannabis smoking devices. The most common homemade devices is a pipe um, due to simplicity, but skilled crafters have taken on water pipe designs as well. Health effects associated with this method are equally variable depending on the material and method used for assembly. Yeah, homemade methods, apples, I've seen crazy shit, I've seen like bananas being used, I don't know how the fuck that happened, uh, but yeah, I've done the apple before, that's a nice smooth hit, it's smoother than hitting a pipe if you ask me, uh, I've also done like the homemade water bottle bongs, the reverse gravities, um, so yeah, there's there's tons of fucking ways to do it, I'm pretty sure um, there's shit online that you can find out how to make this stuff, um, if you can't, just hit me up, I'll do my best to to walk you through the process so next vaporization vaporizers are the logical choice for moderate to experience and or health conscious cannabis users a vaporizer vaporizer steadily heats herbs to temperature that is high enough to extract THC CBD and other cannabinoids but the temperatures are too low for the potentially harmful toxins that are released during combustion essentially vaporization minimizes the health risk associated with smoking this improves the outcome with an equally significant reduction in odor, which is generally the first acknowledgement of first-time vaporizer users. Yes, there is uh, diverse landscapes of vaporizers, models, and the market is only expanding as the technology improves. Uh, Which type of... uh, Oh, that's a different story. My bad. There are multiple elements that distinguish vaporizer designs uh, markedly uh, portability and product as the market grows so does the efficiency and quality of portable models which generally fall short to fixed models requiring an outlet power source uh, and durability and routeness wait hold up Apologies. as the market grows so does the efficiency and quality of portable models which generally fall short of short to fixed models requiring outlet power source and durability and robustness yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of shit out there. Anyways, uh, the form of cannabis product is the other primary component. Many vaporizers take uh, cannabis concentrates, which uh, come in a variety of forms, including oil and wax. Uh, these can be added manually or using cartridges, depending on the design. The prevalence of concentrated vapes is due to me- the prevalence of concentrated vapes is due to mechanical simplicity. Fewer vaporizers take flour, which require a heating element to accomplish vaporization, and thus a more sophisticated design. A uh, younger delivery method that is point of conte- contention among the cannabis community and uh, attentive policymakers is dabbing. Dabbing is a form of vaporization in which potent cannabis concentrates are dropped into a heated nail uh, or a little oven or whatever, creating vapor that is trapped in the glass globe and inhaled. Although there are obvious health benefits associated with clean concentrates over combustible flour, 
Concerns arise from Dabbing's image and the intense effects of high THC extracts. Yeah, uh, one thing I can tell you is when you dab, um, it's like hitting like a hundred blunts at once. Especially if it's your first time and you got some fire-ass shit like some THC clear or something. That shit will fuck you up. Um, but, I mean, it's way less time-consuming. Dabbing, though, it's... It's definitely a little bit of work. You got to scrape the shit with your little scooper. You got to put the shit in the fucking thing. You got to heat it. You got to put it away. As far as vaporization goes, my favorite uh, to go with is like a little pod system. My favorite brand I've been using for a while now is going to be the Stizzy. The Stizzy's fucking amazing. If you're in a state that has Stizzy's and you haven't tried it, I strongly recommend it. It's the most convenient way, most efficient way. There's no fucking packing a bowl. There's no rolling anything. There's no packing your dabs. There's no cleaning anything. You just finish the pot and once it's done, you pop another pot in and you keep going with your life. Plus the small shit, super convenient to take anywhere you want to go. Um, that's been my favorite way to consume cannabis the last fucking, it's been a while now, at least a few months, shit. Um, so that's that. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, oral delivery methods. Oral delivery includes all techniques that are administered through the mouth, including tinctures, ingestible oils, and infused food drinks. We, are, we most often assume that oral delivery denotes ingestion through the digestive tract before entering the bloodstream, but this is not always the case. The tinctures are essentially a topical application that is administered through the mouth, and they are immediately absorbed into the bloodstream, unlike edibles or drinks. So tinctures are a liquid cannabis extract used by consumers looking for dosage control and fast-acting effects without the health risks associated with smoking. Most commonly, alcohol is used as a solvent. Any proof greater than 80 can be used effectively, uh, but other fat-soluble liquids can be used as well, such as vinegar or glycerol. Generally, three or four drops of the tincture are placed under the tongue where it's absorbed into the body versus swallowed and digested. When ingested, tinctures are immediately absorbed in the empty stomach but require time to process through the liver, uh, reducing dosage control. Uh, so, um, the only tinctures I've ever done are like CBD tinctures. Um, and I do it every day with my Koi CBD. Best fucking CBD out there if you, if you guys are wondering. Um, so that's what I've never done THC tincture. I mean, I've tried like some of these other CBDs that have like the 0.3% or whatever, but, um, just use the Koi, a CBD for the most part. I haven't really done any THC, um, tinctures. So next we got fucking ingestible oils. Ingestible oils are a happy medium between edibles and concentrates. They are swallowed and digested like an infused product, but often have the consistency of oil. Um, oh yeah. And the base for Koi, just so you guys know, I'll get back to it, is, um, MCT because I got MCT coconut oil it's phenomenal stuff so anyways these oils can be either eaten or put in easily ingested capsules one popular oil is Rick Simpson oil RSO which originated in 2003 when Simpson used concentrated cannabis to treat his skin's cancer RSO is made by extracting the therapeutic compounds of cannabis with alcohol and then evaporating the solvent leaving behind a tar-like substance resembling oil so I never tried Rick Simpson oil. I hear nothing but good things. Um, maybe one of these days I will get to try that shit. Edibles. Eating or drinking cannabis provides significantly different effects from delivery methods that immediately enter the bloodstream, such as smoking or vaping. Edibles can be defined as any food that contains cannabis, whether or not the cannabinoids are bioavailable. These products have longer onsets and tend to cause powerful full body psychoactive effects. 
Uh, infused food and drinks can be made a variety of ways depending on the dish. Most often edibles are infused with staple infused ingredient like uh, or ingredient high in fat like butter or olive oil um, that enable uh, extraction of the plant's therapeutic properties. Adding tinctures uh, to dishes is another great option for dosage control and simplicity. Generally, cooking with cannabis flour can be difficult because of the complication associated with the cannabinoid activation, including sensitive heating temperatures and times and sufficient solvent fat. However, as the prevalence of cannabis grows, so does the presence of flour in the kitchen. Um, so, yeah, edibles definitely fuck you up. A lot of people, they, I know, will, like, just get couch locked, pass out, sleep. I get the munchies so fucking bad i just eat everything in sight then i have a fucking shitty feeling in my stomach because i eat all kinds of random shit um edibles are dope just keep in mind if you do do the edibles it does take a while to kick in so just because you don't think you're gonna get high don't keep eating that shit because she'll fuck you up so topical delivery methods topical cannabis administration utilizes full cannabis extracts a thick oil that has been decarboxylated to activate cannabinoids. Once cannabinoids are activated, they can be absorbed through your skin. Uh, topical effects differ from other medicating methods in that they don't provide the cerebral stimulation that usually describe as being high because of this. Topicals are appropriate for consumers needing a clear head and localized relief, for example, muscle aches or um, soreness. So amazing topicals, you can find those at Koi. Uh, they got a lavender lotion. Um, that shit's amazing. We got a... Uh, what else do we fucking got? Oh, Healing Bomb. The Healing Bomb, we get a bunch of really good feedback on that. Pretty sure there's other good topicals out there. As far as like THC, cannabis infused, I haven't really dabbled into those kind of topicals, but um, topicals do work. I always hear good feedback on topicals or people that try topicals, put it on a certain area that hurts, um, and watch the magic happen from these cannabis plants. Uh, so... That's it for the two fucking articles today. Uh, also, I've added more fucking dope shit onto the uh, the shop. So if you guys could, you guys could check that out. I would appreciate it very much. You guys are awesome. Um, any questions, uh, suggestions, uh, you know what I mean? Anything, collaborations you have in mind, just feel free to hit me up. And then anywhere on social, at the ASAP Bravo. Again, check out the site, cloudysociety.com. As I had talked about before i was gonna start putting different kinds of uh, culture stuff on there i'm huge into like rap hip-hop music that kind of culture i love reggae music so um i love learning shit um i love the hustle so i've been starting to throw more articles on shit like that onto the website so check out the latest articles cloudyside.com appreciate y'all that's cloud uh that's the cloudycast 18 ep18 for y'all peace